Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for July 22nd, 2020. I'm teaching a series entitled Faith and Patience. I call them the Wonder Twins, and this is part 64 of the overall series. The title of today's message is God's Plan and the Role of Pressure. I'm going to talk about the plan of God for your life and also how God can use pressure not to punish you, but to process you. So let's talk about it. In James 1, 2 through 4, this is our foundational scripture. The Bible says, my fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, you should see it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it actually develops inside of you the power to endure all things. And then when this patient endurance grows inside of you, it's growing stronger, stronger, stronger. It releases perfection or maturity into every area, every aspect of your life to the point where there's nothing missing and nothing lacking. And that's what we want to be, right? We want to be mature believers. So that's what we're striving for. That's why you're getting the word on a daily basis because you want to grow up. And when you grow up, you're able to handle things that you couldn't handle before. So so don't, James is like, don't get upset when bad things happen. You should be like, instead of saying, oh, this is happening to me. No, it's happening for me. And it's like, oh, okay, God, thank you. You will never allow me to face something I can't handle. So obviously if I'm facing it is because you trust me with it. Oh, snap. Thank you, Father. There are things that you could trust me with today. There, I'm facing stuff today that would have killed me 15 years ago. I'm facing stuff today that would have crushed me 20 years ago. So thank you, Lord, that you allowed me to face. You can trust me with stuff now on a whole nother level. There are levels to this. You know what I'm talking about? So Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says that there's a time, there's a season for everything. And everything is going to happen in your life at just the right time, which is why I've been teaching on patience. And today I'm going to cover Genesis 46. We've finally got to Genesis chapter 46, and I'm going to cover verses 1 through 7 today. So let's get into it. What does this mean to you today? I have, I think, four things. Yeah, four things to share with you on this morning. As I share these four things now, this is where I want you to rid yourself of all distractions. I want you to, to tune in, lock in four things. Number one, here we go. First thing, let me talk about the importance of worship, the importance of worship. At this point in the story, remember yesterday we left off where the boys were like, no, daddy, Joseph is alive. Not only is he alive, he's like the man in Egypt. He's the ruler. He's the, he's the prime minister. He's like ruling Egypt. And he was like, yeah, right. My son ain't alive. No, no, come on. Let's go outside. Check this out, daddy. Look at all the SUVs. I mean, look all the royal, the royal chariots. And, and look at all this, the food that they said. And I was like, oh, okay, snap. So the Bible says that when he saw that, he was like, okay, fine, I believe. He believed that Joseph was alive. So he was like, all right, well, let's go. Let's get everybody. Let's get all our stuff. Let's get up out of here. And we're going to Egypt. And he was ready to go. And he was ready to see his long lost son. And as they pack up everything, as they go on the way, the Bible says that Jacob stopped and near the town of Beersheba to worship. He stopped near Beersheba to do what? To worship, to offer sacrifices 
unto God. I'm saying that worship needs to be part of your daily routine, your normal routine. You should be, you should live your life as a worshiper. No matter what is going on in your life, you should never cease to worship. You should never cease to praise and worship. Every once in a while, you just need to take a praise break. I know that we're at home. I know that our kids are at home. I know that our schedules are busy. I know that there's a lot going on. People are under pressure. People are getting stressed out. Well, if you feel stressed out, you need to take a praise break. You know what I'm saying? Every once in a while, you just need to stop and give God some praise. And then, and then you got to give God some worship. Worship is not praise. I, I'll talk about the, both here in a minute. But, but Jacob worshiped God. He spent time there to worship and to offer sacrifices unto God. And when you give God worship, when you worship God, it puts you in a position to hear from God. See, when you praise God, you are praising God for what he has done, right? So I'm praising God. When I look back, over my life, you know that, and I think things over, I can truly say, now, okay, so, so now I'm praising God for what he has done. Worship is not that. I don't worship God for what he's done. I just worship God for who he is. <laughs> when it's come time for worship, oh, no, 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 no. Father, you alone are worthy. You alone are Lord. You alone are the King of kings, the Lord. You are worthy. To, man, I just lift you up. So you are not worshiping him for what he's done. You're just worshiping him because he's God, because he sits on the circle of the earth. You know what I'm saying? So in that moment, when you worship, when you when you worship, you forget about yourself, you concentrate on him and you worship him. And when you worship, it puts you in a position to hear from God. God is always speaking, but we're not always hearing. And so, so there, when he was worshiping, the Bible says God spoke. You see, see that when he was worshiping, he worshiped. And then the Bible says that God, that night, God spoke to him. God spoke to him. Why? Because he was able to hear. Why was he able to hear? Because he worshiped. When you worship, it puts you in a position to be able to hear the voice of God. So that night after he worshiped, the Bible says that God said, Jacob, Jacob, I am God. I'm the same God that your father worshiped. Watch that. See, you worship me. Your father worshiped me. Your grandfather worshiped me. See, worship needs to be something that we pass on to our children. It needs to be part of our legacy. And then in this moment of worship, God says, don't be afraid. Watch this. Ooh, don't be afraid to go to Egypt. I will give you many descendants. And one day, they will become a great nation. So I will go with you to Egypt and later I will bring your descendants back here. You see, he's saying, listen, he's saying, I have a plan. I have a plan. Listen, I'm going to take you and your family into Egypt. And later, one day they're going to become a nation. One day they're going to come back to Canaan. And when they come back, they're going to come back as a nation. Right now, they're just a family. They're going to come back as a nation. And then he said this, when you die, you're going to die over there in Egypt. And, and Joseph is going to be at your side. And I am going to be with you. Let me give you some points here as I close out this first point. God is always speaking, but we are not always listening. And when you worship, it puts you in a position to hear from God because you're, forget you're forgetting about yourself and your problems and your issues and your situations. And you are just worshiping God. I am a worshiper. I love to worship. Praise is cool. I like praise, but I don't know, not like worship. I mean, worship is my thing. You know what I'm saying? And so when you worship, you give, I mean, you give God worship. You should never cease to worship God. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, 
Come on. I feel it this morning. Number two, the power of a word of confirmation. God will give you a confirming word. God is so good to us that he doesn't have to do it, but he will give us a word of confirmation. God is so gracious that he reassures us from time to time. And so, so right there, Jacob is leaving everything that he, that he knows, and he's going into a place that he does not know. He's leaving the, the known, going into the unknown, like his grandfather Abraham did. And so in that moment, God gave him a word of confirmation. God was like, Jacob, Jacob, listen, I am God. I'm the God that your father worshiped. Don't be afraid to go into Egypt. Sometimes we just need that right there. Sometimes we just need that little confirmation. Sometimes like, you know, all of us, we just want to know that we're doing the right thing. I mean, we're trying to do the right thing, but we just need to know, God, is this you? Am I doing the right thing? Is this, am I, am I going, I'm going this way. Am I, do I need to go left? I, I think you want me to go right. And sometimes we just need that word of confirmation. The Holy Spirit will give it to us. When you're reading the word of God, you can hear it. Sometimes God will give it to you directly. Sometimes it just becomes like a like a down in your Noah, right? I mean, people say, I just know down in my Noah. Like you feel it on the inside. Sometimes God will send it through someone else. Sometimes it could just be like you're watching something or God will speak through a movie. You know, whatever. God will give you a confirming word. He will reassure you that you are doing the right thing and that you are on the right path. Thank God for words of confirmation. Number three. Number three is God's plan is always in motion. See, Jacob's journey. Now, Jacob is just at that point, he's just focused on going to Egypt, right? I mean, like, hey, we don't have no food. All the food is in Egypt. Oh, snap. My son is over there. Hey, he wants us to move. He said he's going to give us some land in this place called Goshen. Let's go. So at this point, all he's focused on is him and his family and going into Egypt. But there's a bigger plan at work here. There's a bigger plan. If you go all the way back to Genesis 15, God said to Jacob's grandfather, Abraham, even way back when he was known as Abram, God said this in Genesis 15, 13 and 14. He said, Abram, listen, you're going to live to a ripe old age. You're going to die in peace. But I'm promising you, I swear to you, that your descendants are going to live as foreigners in a land that doesn't belong to them. That land was Egypt. They will be forced into slavery and abused for 400 years. But I'm going to be the judge and I'm going to judge that nation. And when they come out, they're going to come out with great possessions and they're going to come out as a great nation. So God was saying, listen, there's going to be a day where your descendants leave here. They go somewhere. That's Egypt. And then 400 years later, they're going to come out with great possessions and they're going to come out as a great nation. So here you have Abraham. Abraham obviously passed that on to his son, Isaac. Isaac passed that on to Jacob. My point here is that I don't think Jacob made the connection. What, I don't think Jacob was connecting the dots between, hey, is this what God said to granddaddy? No, whether he connected the dots or not, even when you don't know what God is doing, God is still working. Even when you don't understand what's going on, God is still working. God has a plan. See, God has a plan for your life. He set up this plan before the world began, and this plan was established. Now, people say, okay, well, hold on, Rick. What about me? What about my decisions? What about if I, okay, stop. You think God has to wait till Saturday to know what you're going to decide on Saturday? No. 
God already, he has foreknowledge of your decisions. And based on his foreknowledge of your decisions, based on his foreknowledge of your actions, he mapped out your life. He already set things up in your favor. He already stored up everything that you're going to need to, to maximize the purpose and the potential that he placed inside of you before the world began. So God is always working. He's working when you don't see him working. He's working when you can't see his hand in operation. He's working when you don't know what he's doing. Sometimes you need to remind yourself that God is still God, that God is still working, that his promises is still true, so you can be still and know that God is still working. You got it? Number four, and finally, last point, God uses pressure to process you. God is not using pressure to punish you. God is using pressure pressure to process you. So at this point in the story, it is important to point out that Jacob was still at the family stage. So God said to Abram, way back even in Genesis 12, Genesis 12 and 2, God promised to Abram that, hey, listen, I'm going to make of you a great nation. Well, Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob. And at this point of the story, if you read, uh, it's later on in Genesis 46 and 27, the Bible says that Jacob and his family, they were about 70 at this point, 70. Now, 70 is a big family. 70 is a lot of people, but 70 is not a nation. What, so what's my point? It's like, what, what are you getting at, Rick? Here's my point. Jacob's family was at the family stage. This was 70 people. 70 people is a lot of people, but that's not a nation. 70 people went, came out of Canaan, went into Egypt, 70. After 400 years of pressure, they came out as millions of people. And they came out as a great nation. God uses pressure not to punish you, but to process you. The Holy Spirit, the first thing that happened when the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus, he was led of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of Satan. And after he passed the test, he came out, the Bible says, in the power of the Spirit. Why? Because he was processed. He was processed by the pressure. Pressure can work for you or pressure can work against you. As a believer, you got to know that pressure, what is happening to you is happening for you. You can thrive under pressure. Jacob went into Egypt as 70 and they came out of Egypt as millions and they came out with all the wealth of Egypt. They came out with great possessions. They came out as a great nation. Why? Because they, God used the pressure of Egypt to convert 70 into a nation, to convert a family into a nation. So here's my point. My point is that right now there are people, last thing I'll say for today, there are people right now that, that are under a lot of pressure. Like they don't know what's going on with coronavirus, racial unrest in the United States. The economy is still kind of going crazy. The markets are up and down. They're, they feel pressure. And this pressure, God is using this to process you. Listen, it, God is not punishing you. He is processing you. You must be processed in order to carry the weight of the anointing associated with your assignment. You are being processed for your purpose. You are being prepared for your divine assignment. God is using you. And just like the pressure multiplied the Israelites, the pressure will multiply you. This is your time of increase. This is your time of advancement. You are going into this season of COVID-19 one way, but you're going to come out of on the other side, you have leveled up several times in this season. The pressure of COVID-19, the pressure of the racial unrest of what's going on in this nation right now, everything, all of this pressure is going to cause you to level up. You're going to come out the other side of this thing on a whole nother level. There are levels to this. 
and you need to continue. Listen, we walk with God and we walk out our purpose out in times and seasons and levels and stages. And so what you want is to continue to grow, to increase, to advance, to accelerate. Uh, God can use all of this stuff that's going on to catapult you. This is your season. This is your time. Greater is coming for you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I know you have a plan for my life. Your plan is always working. The blessing is on me. Even when I don't feel like it is. Your plan is in operation. (laughs) Even when I don't know what's going on. So I trust you, Father. I believe the blessing of Abraham and the blessing of Jesus are on my life. Whatever happens to me is actually happening for me. Pressure does not break me. It processes me for my purpose. Therefore, I boldly declare that greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, I don't know why. Why would you not want my notes for free? Go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You'll get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. So listen, go into this day. If you're watching on YouTube Live, Facebook Live, leave me some comments in the chat. But go into this day knowing that God has a plan and that he's using this pressure not to punish you, but to process you. Share this message with everyone you know, because you know everybody needs to hear this, especially right now. This is your season. This is your time. Go out there and walk in the blessing. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you.